It's time for Black and White, a show that wants to bring all of us together talking again. It's time to hear from people who only want to deal with facts. It's time for you to re-engage in America. It's time for Dan and Daryl. Welcome back to Black and White. And we have Dr. Carol Lieberman, who has been on our show before. She is a forensic psychiatrist. I mean, she's a really smart person. And um, we've had her on before a couple of times talking about different subjects. But I specifically asked her to give up a, a, a piece of her holiday weekend because I want to talk not specifically about the shootings in Texas, but I wanted to get your perspective of looking at it through a different set of eyes. I, I'm in the process of writing a commentary, and I, I do a lot, um, 20 or 30 a month. Um, and as I listen to all the people talking about, we've got to get rid of guns and we've got to do all these things, um, it appears on the surface that there may have been some fault in the number of casualties directly related to the response of the police. I don't know that's 100% true, but it seems to be part of the story. Um, I, I have grave concern that we're, there were at least a dozen police officers standing in the hallway by the classroom, ostensibly waiting for orders to, to do. But at the same time, from your perspective, there may have been a number of police officers, not only in Texas, but in other, other shooting situations, especially where there were children involved. If they go in and, and they, in order to try and take out the shooter, they kill one of the children, I'm sure it's going through their mind that their career is over. No matter what their intentions were, they're done. And at the same time, we look at all of the other violence that we have in our society, whether it's knives or clubs or cars or whatever it is that people are using to kill each other, to injure each other. We have a, a society that has grown into a very high risk, volatile, dangerous society. And what I'm trying to find out and need your advice and counsel, I'm sorry for the long introduction to the question, but are we even beginning to take the right steps to deal with this violence in our society? Uh, the short answer is no. <laughs> you know, every time there is uh, an episode of violence, school shooting or other mass shooting, the first thing that some politicians run to is guns. We just have to get rid of the guns and then we won't have any more problems. Well, you know, that may seem like the simplest in some ways solution because you just make more laws and, you know, make it harder to get guns. Of course, then the people who um, who do the shootings don't aren't necessarily hindered by that. They're more likely to get guns, you know, like the, the uh, terrorist who came from England uh, to the temple in Texas, you know, he bought a gun on the street. He didn't care what gun laws there were. Um, so that is not the answer. You know, that's like, nobody wants to look at the real answer because it's harder to deal with the real solution if you look at the real problem. And that is, um, it's the same pattern in all of these shootings. And um, that is that the shooter comes from a dysfunctional home, typically a fatherless dysfunctional home, um, but there are many varieties of dysfunctional homes where there's abuse, where there's neglect and so on. Then um, the 
if it's a child, the child, or even if it's an adult, the person is steeped in an addiction to violent media, particularly violent video games, where they learn how to be more accurate when they shoot. And um, they often have some kind of mental illness, sometimes a serious mental illness, like it's the beginning signs of schizophrenia, like for example, the young man in Texas and even Buffalo, they were 18. And that is the age 17 to early 20s is the age when schizophrenia first arises, first shows itself, manifests. Um, but it could be some other mental illness too. And then um, there is the combination they're bullied or they're isolated at school or in life if it's an older person. Um, nobody does anything if, if they were sent to a psychiatrist. Um, they get lost in the shuffle. They, they don't continue in treatment. I mean, that's, an, that's so many examples. The Parkland shooter, he was in therapy for a time, but he kept being lost between the cracks. Nobody, no parent was making sure that he kept going. Same thing in Texas. Um, I don't think he ever saw any kind of mental health professional, but the one in Buffalo takes the cake because he... Um, he, a year before the shooting in the supermarket in Buffalo, he was at a Zoom on Zoom with his class and the teacher was asking the class, what do you want to do after graduation? And he said to the whole class, um, I wanna do words to this effect. I wanna do a mass shooting and then kill myself. And so the teacher um, told the school, told the principal and they called the police and they brought him to some kind of psychiatric facility where he stayed for a day and a half. And that's it. His parents didn't, they should have obviously kept him longer. Um, they determined that he wasn't a real danger, which obviously they missed that. And his parents didn't continue to um, keep him going to get treatment, mental health treatment. And so he was just allowed to sort of fester. And and then we now have, in addition to these usual kinds of uh, pat this pattern, um, we now have something additional, which um, is called, these are people are bedroom terrorists, meaning that during COVID, when they were locked down, we were all locked down, some people took advantage of this time by uh, spending a lot of that time on the internet, and in particular, on violent video games. And as an example, the young man in, in Buffalo not only played violent video games, but he also went into the dark web where he was um, taught to hate blacks and to hate Jews. So I don't know how many Jews there were shopping in that supermarket, <laughs> don't think many, but um, there certainly were, he chose that supermarket because it was in a black neighborhood. So, but, and he, I say he takes the cake because um, <laughs> not only, was there no um, continued treatment after after he was already, you know, people, he told people what he was going to do. And he, you know, neither the cops, nor the parents, nor the psychiatrist followed him. They just figured he was okay. In fact, they let him ride in the graduation parade, even though he said he, one of his fantasies was to kill people at graduation. And, um, and his parents, ignored, well, first of all, they didn't know what was going on. They ignored him totally. He was having a lot of the things that he used in this attack sent to the home, mailed to the home. And he did um, things like uh, he killed a cat 
he chopped didn't just kill it he chopped off the head he knifed it you know had a lot of knife wounds including chopping off the head of the cat and he showed the cat to his mother and what did his mother do she gave him a cardboard box to bury the cat missed the warning sign you know didn't want to be uh inconvenienced by dealing with what that really means. I mean, that's one of the signs of the triad of a sociopath, which is cruelty to animals, fire setting, and bedwetting. And um, she just gave him a, a, a cardboard box, which he apparently buried in a very shallow grave. So all of these people, really, there are signs. Um, the Parkland shooter, there were signs you know, um, similar kinds of signs. He was, he tortured animals. He also did bedwetting and fire setting. And, uh, and he was adopted and he had lots of problems that were, should have been, were obvious uh, to people and people should have done something about it. I mean, you know, it's not just parents. It's also, it, it really, it really disturbs me when the person does have at least one visit with a mental health professional and, and doesn't get into that system, doesn't get followed up on. Doctor, um, fascinating description. Um, I've got a lot of questions, but I really wanna focus on one question. If, if there are problems with young people for mental health issues, then the parents you pointed out are part of the first line of defense or offense, depending on where you want to go. But so are the politicians. So is the president. So is the, the vice president and the members of Congress and the House and the Senate. All are possible sol problem solvers, but by and large, the Democrats tend to respond by get rid of the weapons. Right. I don't, and you kind of opened this discussion about you're not sure that getting rid of the weapons is going to solve the problem. Why is it that the politicians continually ignore and have the same solution every time? Because they want to get rid of all, this is just an excuse. They are happy every time there's a mass shooting, they are happy to be able to use yet another opportunity um, to try to convince people to get rid of guns. You know, I used to be, I've been involved in this, um, you know, violence issue for many, many years. Um, I was the head of the National Coalition on TV Violence, for example, and I would do... Um, protests at movie theaters and, and uh, uh, lead bans of products for violent uh, television shows. Of course, that was then, of course, came um, violent video games. And I, I've testified before Congress three times on this issue. It's not like they don't know about this. The, these, these, there have been studies um, for decades on the impact of violent media. You know, first television and, and movies and then video games. Um, so, and they've shown, for example, that in societies, they've gone to different countries and in societies where there was no television, uh, you know, more primitive societies, once there was the in introduction of television, the rate of violence went up, you know, with, with violent shows on the television. Same so, you know, it, it's, it, 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 the research is there. Um, there's a very strong video game, violent video game lobby. Um, you know, to try to prevent that from being, you know, there was, we got, um, we got ratings, you know, I was part of, um, I, I developed a rating system for television shows and for video games. We got some, 
you know, um, ratings, but it's really people just with the video games, they don't stop the kids from buying them. They don't look at how old they are. They don't card them. Um, so really, you know, so, and, and I was very much against uh, toy guns. I'm still against toy guns because it really directs. It's, it's not like cowboys and Indians. That's the old excuse. Well, kids play cowboys and Indians. So, you know, what's the difference if you give them a toy gun? It directs their attention, you know, puts an object, makes it um, tangible. But, um, you know, the thing is that, uh, that uh, when once, once Barack Obama uh, became president, you know, I, I, was, I was against toy guns and uh, guns in general, you know, until Barack Obama became president. Because at that time, I realized, you know, we can't be complacent we could get a president like Barack Obama who really hates America and doesn't have our best interests at heart and wants to take um, guns away because that way we will be much easier to control. It like a light went on. And um, I mean, not that I'm, you know, not that I, I think uh, everybody should run out and buy a gun. I mean, not that I'm trying to promote that necessarily, uh, of course, it's getting more and more dangerous, you know, home invasions and so on. But, um, but it's just that we, I, I'm more not anti-gun because we, we can't trust anymore who is controlling our country. And okay, now we have Biden, a senile old man <laughs> controlling it. But worse than that, it really is Obama who's pulling his strings. Well, with that, we have to take a break for a commercial, but we'll be right back with uh... The Good Doctor. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Dan Perkins, and I'm one of the co-founders of Blacks and White Network, along with Mr. Daryl Neely, my friend. I'm here today to welcome you to our new blacksandwhites.us website. It has a tremendous amount of information about all the things that we have to offer you on the Black and White Network. We have come a long way in a year, from one half-hour show once a week to a full-blown network that is broadcasting content to you seven days a week that has millions of listeners. You can go to the program schedule on the new website and not only listen to what is on the air right now, but you can see what shows are airing, what their airtime is, and what day of the week the show airs. We have a wide variety of shows like Moms Across America, House Call for Doctors, we interview candidates for political office, and we even have a soapbox called The Great American Soapbox, which is a place where you can leave your opinions. We have lots of things in development to add to our website and our network, including a bookstore, gift ideas, and additional programming is coming soon. You'll want to check back on a regular basis to see what is new. We will have an archive section so that you can listen to previous shows. I have a column called What's On My Mind, which will keep you appraised of what we're thinking about on the important issues in the world. Daryl and I are committed to you, our listeners, to bring to you the finest and most stimulating content on a consistent basis, broadcasting on both radio and TV. Take some time to go through the new blacksandwhites.us website. We think you'll find lots to enjoy. Speaking for Daryl, 
and myself, thank you for your support. This is Dan Perkins. We are back with uh, Dr. Carol Lieberman, who's been on our show before, and I just had a fascinating conversation about violence in our society and where it's coming from. Um, is it, I don't want to make an oversimplification, doctor, but is it basically a matter of money that the people who are the purveyors of the violence in television, video games, and whatever are making so much money they don't want to change the status quo? Well, certainly for the video games. Um, I mean, that is, that is just making a fortune for these companies. Um, and so, so no, they don't want to, uh, they don't want to stop it. And, you know, here's the thing. Well, first of all, Freud realized 100 years ago that um, sex and violence were innate um, impulses, innate uh, parts of our brain. And so when, uh, so it's easy to get people addicted to sex and or violence. Usually it's not both at the same time, although, although lately with domestic violence rising, but <laughs> I digress. But the point is that it's, it's just like giving people, um, well, giving people a drug um, that, you know, you build up a tolerance. So in other words, the, the level of violence in one video game is certain amount. And then you have to keep going higher and higher, uh, making it more sensational or people won't buy new games. They get, they get um, desensitized. You know, they build up a tolerance to how much violence there was in the previous game. So you have to make it more exciting. And, you know, talk about domestic violence, you know, a lot of the games, um, have raping women and shooting women and, and doing all kinds of horrible things to women, not just men. So, so they're feeding the addiction. And, and, you know, it's interesting because um, the reason why I stopped being as, uh, I mean, that was my, I was um, all in with it for years and I stopped the Schwarzenegger rocket. I don't know if you remember, but in 1993, there was a NASA rocket that was going to go up um that was uh to the, the the idea was it had um private industry um industries that wanted to test do certain experiments to see what would happen at a higher elevation and so on so they had this rocket and they also it was you know so it was partly funded by private industry and they wanted to to continue that idea they wanted to have somebody pay for an ad on the outside of the rocket and Columbia, Sony bought the ad space, and they were going to promote Schwarzenegger's last action hero on the outside of a rocket. And, um, and I read about this in the newspaper, and I couldn't believe it. Uh, and the idea of having, first of all, an ad on a NASA rocket is pretty tacky, but to have it be a violent movie, you know, something violent sending up into the sky. It just really bothered me. So I went on a four month campaign, television, radio, uh, in person, getting people to contact the president, uh, the NASA hotline, um, Schwarzenegger's publicist and Columbia. And in the end, you know, to stop it, to stop the ad in any case, in the end, I ended up stopping the rocket because the companies that had paid money for their experiments, you know, on board, didn't, didn't want to be associated with the negative publicity that the rocket got. So when I say I was all in, 
but I have been attacked by video game companies, video gamers. Um, I did in, in 2011, I did a, I was, you know, um, asked to do a quote for Fox.com for a newspaper. It was just a typical thing. I mean, I did a million of these um, to comment on a new video game that was coming out. I mean, not, I, I don't mean I did a million comments on video games, but a million comments on all kinds of violent media uh, and a lot on video games. And so, so this new movie came out, um, it was called Bullet Storm. And they wanted to know what I thought about it. They had a, 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 a video, a trailer, you know, for what the game was going to be like. And so I, I looked at it and I talked about how it was going to promote rape, the violence, including rape. Rape is about violence. It's not really about sex. And, um, and so I made the, a, a comment that I had made a million times before. And, um, but this time, I guess there were more video gamers or they read Fox.com or I don't know what but they got really angry and I got inundated with emails saying, oh yes, you're right. Video games um, cause rape, you know, cause violent video games cause me to want to rape. So come here and I'll rape you. Oh. And I got my Amazon books um, stormed. Um, what do you call that? Uh, Am Amazon stormed, Amazon gate. Um, Oh, I forgot what it was called. But anyhow, they, they found my different uh, books on Amazon and they um, wrote horrible reviews on them. And there's no way, of course, that they could have read the books because they did it like right away, right after, you know, the story came out. So after that, um, I was a little more hesitant in um, being as uh, aggressive as I had been in terms of, you know, talking about media violence. I mean, I still mention it. I still, um, you know, in my book about terrorism, I talk about uh, not watching violent media. I don't mention video games in particular, but I mean, and, and it is getting to be an increasing problem and I am getting to be, including your program or one of the first programs where I'm talking about it again. Um, because it is so stupid that, you know, this idea, let's ban guns, when the problem is much deeper than that um, and can be fixed in another way. You just turn off the, the switch or you stop um, or you ban or, or make higher regulations that you, that you, you know, they're talking about making all these regulations with guns. We'll make all these regulations with the violent video games that they stick to, that they have to stick to, you know, not just on paper. Doctor, uh, I, I want to go uh, in the time we have left, staying in the, the same broad church, but moving to a different pew. Okay. We, we have the president going to Texas and going to New York and and demonstrate sympathy with the with the parents of the law students. But that president who went to Texas and that president who went to New Upper New York stayed in Buffalo. He's also the same president that saw 107,000 young people die of overdoses of fentanyl that came into this country illegally by the, through the border that he refuses to ever adjust. Right. Now, it's, it's, it's a tragedy that uh, those children were killed in the school, but it's a much greater tragedy that 107,000 American young children and young adults died of overdoses of fentanyl and 
directly related to the illegal importation through people coming to the border. This man has done nothing about that. Absolutely. I mean, I couldn't agree more. Every, if you look at everything that has been done since Biden, um, since the Biden-Obama presidency, um, besides the fact that he does have uh, what I've been calling encroaching dementia, I, I was calling it that during the election, no less. I mean, now it's encroached a lot further, but they are destroying America. We have to admit this is these are not accidents. These are things on purpose to destroy America, you know, similar to the border, the southern border, which is, you know, letting in all everybody, uh, including terrorists, radical Islamist terrorists and to end. Um, of the people who he brought in from Afghanistan, this huge um, tragedy that has brought about Ukraine, you know, brought about all the, the um, leaders, all our enemies see him as the weak president and they're all gonna be doing things like Ukraine. Um, but, you know, it's these, it is destroying to destroy America, the economy to destroy America. If we don't have, you know, if everybody's poor, then it's easier to bring in communism, socialism, and then communism if we need money, you know, if everybody's hungry, that's how you do it. Like, the problem is that people don't read history anymore, real history, and so they don't know, they don't see these signs, and they don't know what's coming, you know, and what the purpose is. This is what everybody, every uh, despot does to, to take over a country. I, 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 I totally understand. I, I look at the, I look at that, I, I look at um, the other, to me, the other um, for lack of a better description, doctor, murderous thing that the president is doing is this desire, this, this passion, this obsession of wanting to stick needles in children between oh, wow. one and five years of age. I don't, I, I don't, first of all, the, the, the science is no longer involved in COVID. The governments, both federal and state governments, were, were are, and in many cases, still out of control. And the logic that we're going to take the number of 73 million children and keep them in mass while everybody else doesn't have to. I did some analysis over the weekend. Um, the CDC estimates that about 700 children under the age of 18 have died from COVID. Of the 700 children, 75% had health, critical health issues. Uh -huh. So we're, we're, we're talking, we're talking three quarters of the children who died of COVID were because they were sick with something else. Uh -huh. So that the number of children is like 200 out of 73 million. Yes. And look, look at the, look at the devastating damage to this generation of children for oh. the purposes of trying to satisfy the ego of the president of the United States. Absolutely. Well, even worse. I mean, you know, the, the things that aren't being reported are, are, I mean, all of the, it's sort of slowly coming out to some degree, but the people who were, um, who had side effects to the vaccine, people who died from the vaccine. Um, and now the new thing I thought, what I thought you wanted to talk about too, was monkeypox, is monkeypox. Right. You know, now we have this, we're almost finished with COVID sort of, at least the lockdowns and so on. So now there's a new disease that we're going <laughs> to, but don't worry, <laughs> there, there'll be a vaccine for that. Right. 
So, uh, the, I mean, these vaccines and for kids, I have been trying to tell people all along, do not give your child this vaccine. Uh, they cannot possibly know what harm it's going to have down the line because the people, the kids, they, they couldn't have done experiments long enough on a child with growing organs to know what it's going to do five years from now, for example. Right. That was um, that was a perfect way to end the, your appearance. Uh, we've been speaking with um, a very smart lady, Dr. Carol Lieberman, who's been on our show before. Carol, how do they follow you? Uh, they can go to my Twitter feed, which is at Dr. Carol MD, at D-R-C-A-R-O-L-E-M-D, or go to terroristtherapist.com. Thanks so much for joining us on this uh, holiday weekend. My pleasure. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Good job. Just, just exactly what I was looking for. And this will be on sometime next week, and I'll send you a copy. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I don't hold back, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. That's what I like about it. <laughs> right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.